Hi, I'm Jay Thomas, and welcome to Bald Tires, a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. You know, I love old cars. I love all the stories that they have to tell. And it doesn't happen too often that one old car belongs to just one family for its entire existence. But that's the story we've got for you today. The Van Dyvendyke family are the owners of Dutch Growers in Saskatoon, and they've had the same truck since the company opened back in 1953. Rick Van Dyvendyke joins me today to talk about the story of that truck and just how it uh, was used and abused, but how it's now a resto-modded beauty. Sit back and enjoy the story of this beautiful 1953 GMC 9300 truck that's belonged to Dutch growers its entire life. I'm Jay Thomas. Thanks for listening to Bald Tires, because when you make great memories, you make bald tires. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Conexus. Next time you're stuck in traffic for a while, here's some things to think about instead of why the car in front of you is going so slow or why the car behind you is trying to hit you right on your bumper. What if your bank was committed to working with you to achieve your goals? What if they cared enough to get to know you? What if they weren't successful unless you were? What if your financial well-being drove everything they did? Come see why things are different at Conexus. Stop by any branch to learn how Conexus cares. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is also supported by Direct West. Are you a business owner looking for new avenues to promote your business? Direct West digital billboards are a great opportunity to highlight a new product, new promotion, or anything else you'd like your customers to know about. You can get local expert marketing help for your business at directwest.com. Well, today we get to look at a pretty neat truck that uh, has been passed down from generation to generation. And if you want to see pictures of what we're talking about, a little video, go to jthomasauto.ca. But today, joining me for the podcast is the owner, one of the owners of Dutch Growers in Saskatoon. Rick Van Dyvendijk is with me. Rick. Hi, Jay. Thanks for coming on. Yes. We get to pull back the curtain a little bit here because uh, Rick and I go back a long, a long, long ways. <laughs> um, when I was... 16, my first job, I, I grew up just in the neighborhood around Dutch growers in Saskatoon. So my first job was working for Rick and his family in, well, you know, you hired me as, as like a carryout guy. Yep. And after about a week or two, you said, well, you can talk to people. How, how would you like to go in outdoor sales? And yep. I said, sure. <laughs> so I got to, uh, got to spend my summers selling trees and shrubs for you. And that was kind of between... I think, you know, 16 and when I turned 17, the second summer yep. I came to work and and your father was still kind of had a bit of a part-time role there. So I learned a lot from him and that was pretty cool. But uh, Dutch Growers has got a little truck that's been around since the creation of the whole place in 1953, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's quite a story. It is. Okay. So you're, you're a second generation and yes. already your children... Our third generation, Our third generation running and the company, yeah. Running the company, and, and there'll hopefully be a fourth, and so forth, yep. so on, right? But uh, Dutch Growers started in 1953 in Saskatoon. Correct. Your parents, Ari and Audrey, yes. came over from? Come Netherlands. Netherlands. From Holland, yes. When did they come to Canada? They came in 1950. Okay. My dad came, and my mom came in 51, I believe it was. 51 or 52, 52, I think it was. Were they even married yet? No, no, they weren't married yet. My dad came over, and he was just a... Just a young lad, right? In his early 20s. And this is just after World War II, yeah, really, were, if you think about it. They were teenagers in, in the war. So, yeah. Yeah. They were, they, it was quite scary. No so, kidding. No kidding. Because yeah. the Netherlands were, you know, occupied yeah. and, and there was no freedoms. There was yeah. no food. And there they, was nothing. They didn't live that far away from Rotterdam, which had a lot of the bombing and that kind of stuff. So they, they were end up hiding their, their, their livestock and everything else, hiding them. And uh, so 
but it was interesting. It was, um, yeah, there was, they talk about, they could hear machine gun fire and they can hear bombing, bombs going oh. off, they could, all that kind of stuff. Wow. Yep. So your dad came to Canada. I mean, he, obviously things were challenging in the yes. Netherlands after the war, yes. right? So he must've thought, well, Canada's the place to go. Did you have other family here already too? No. Well, no, no there's, I had some, uh, an uncle that came a little bit later on, but uh, not very many years afterwards, but my father came first. He yes. was the first one. Yeah. Your mom came later. Mom came later, and they got they actually my dad came to Regina and worked at Wasconsin Greenhouses there, and for a short time, and then the Immigration Canada moved him on to um, Weyburn, and he was the head gardener at the sanatorium. Oh, neat! At the Weyburn, and then he was there for a bit, and they, that's when my mother came over, and my dad, mom, and dad built a house there, and then they got married. They had, had to be married within one month of my mother coming to coming to Canada. <laughs> that was that the was, immigration that rules. That was immigration rules. They got married in one month. <laughs> and um, and then all of a sudden they had uh, an opportunity through Immigration Canada again to look at this little nursery called Stuart Nurseries in Sutherland, Saskatchewan. Right. And so they they brought him to Saskatoon and they put him up in the in the Bespur Hotel. So that was their honeymoon. Wow. Right? <laughs> and uh, so they ended up, uh, the guy who had Stuart Nurseries was, was retiring and uh, he, he wanted to get out of the business and... And uh, so my mother and father basically rented to, rent to own. Rented to own yes. Stuart Nurseries. Stuart Nurseries. And it became Dutch Growers. It became Dutch Growers at Stuart Nurseries. Right. So, and then it changed to Dutch Growers later. And, uh, and then, yeah, then we're, we're on that same piece of property where the garden center is today is, is the same. We had 80 acres there. Wow. And, there, and that's where this truck was working out in the fields, uh, harvesting and, 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 getting soil from the fields and landscaping and deliveries and everything. Your dad needed a truck. Needed so a truck. he went to... Mid-City. Mid-City Motors. Motors. And that would have been Wheaton Pontiac now, today, right? Oh, okay. So, so, okay, so that's become Wheaton. Because that's a GMC, right? So That's right. And so uh, so that was back then, and my father went into the... To get a... He, he figured he needed a vehicle. He was just a young lad, right? He was mm-hmm. in his early 20s. He needed a vehicle to start his business and get it going. Uh, but, uh, so he went into, to mid city motors and he talked to the, to the salesman there. He says, I need a truck. I said, I got a truck here for you. And, um, and he says, well, there's one problem. I can't, I don't know how to drive because <laughs> in Holland, they never had vehicles there. So. Well, they weren't, they weren't allowed to yeah. because of the war. Yeah. Right. So they've got around by bicycle all the time. That's yeah. the way they got around. Right. And so, uh, so he drove them around, you know, downtown Saskatoon for about an hour. And then, uh, then after that, said, "Okay, you you can drive." And they went down to what was called—I don't know what it was called back then—like the STI, the STI know, of 1953. 1953. Yeah. And he went and wrote his license and got his license. Went back and filled out the rest of the paperwork and took the truck home. <laughs> and that was it. He and had a truck. It. He had the truck. <laughs> so and, One and, hour. That, and that was their, that was their everyday driver. That was the way to get around to to do work in the fields. Yeah. To go out and harvest the plants to to go out and, you know, hoeing out in the fields, to drive out in the fields, to go get their groceries, to go to church. Uh, they even went camping. They even took their truck out to BC in the early 50s. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that yeah. in a second. Yeah. Now, okay, at that time, Dutch growers had a, whole, a lot of land. Like you guys, it was a big yeah, tree it was, farm, It was right? an 80-acre tree farm, yeah. It's It was huge, yeah. right? And that truck was its a, a one-man band. It did all of that. Yeah, it did, it did everything until 1957 when they got an old 57 Merck. And then it, so, so it had a stable mate by 1957. Number 57 had a stable mate. And then, then that's when that year, that's when dad changed the color to orange. See, that truck mm. was bought green. Okay. But I was born in 1960. So in 57, he changed to orange. So I only remember that truck orange. So people always ask me, Jay, is that, why did you paint it orange? Yeah. 
And it says, because it's orange. Because <laughs> it it's always, it's always been orange. <laughs> <laughs> Makes so. sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, how many brothers and sisters do you have, Rick? I have, I, there's five other siblings. So and, there's six kids in the family. And you're the baby? I'm in the middle. There's the two middle. younger, two younger than me. Okay, there's a couple younger than you, yeah. but the couple older ones probably remember it green and stuff like that. Did yeah. you did you come home from the hospital in that truck, uh, or did anybody? Do you no, think? No, they would have had another vehicle, but they would have had a car by that time. I yeah, think. yeah. So, uh, uh, but my my older sister, two older sisters and brother, actually, my, especially my sisters, that was their way of getting around. I mean, there's lots of pictures of them with that truck. Yeah, and that was when just, they're little. It did everything. Yep. So at one point, your dad, you said, built. He told me he built a frame for the back of it, right? He built a frame and then he got a canvas and he put a canvas over top of it. And that's was their, you know, like... Camper. You know, now today they build these trucks with these, you know, you put a tent over top on top of the truck, on top of the box. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's what they built. And then they also had a tent along these to haul along. But uh, they used to pack everything in that. They built, it was a square. It was, it was as high as the cab, yep. basically. And it was a square you know, metal frame with a canvas over top of it. And that was where they hauled everything to go camping with that. Holy cow. And it would have been like at least two, probably two kids, one kid, oh, yeah. two kids, two, and, two to three and kids, yeah. two to three kids yep. and, and two adults yep. and all in, piled into the cab of that well, thing. You didn't have to worry about seat belts in those days. You should have piled everybody in the vehicle, right? Like so. it's not a big truck actually, yeah. you know, and yeah. it, by today's standards, it's not, but yeah. they, they did it. A lot of times if you were going to church, you just jumped in the back of the truck and rode in the back, right? So... <laughs> Don't get dirt on your pants for church, <laughs> eh? Exactly. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. And you know, the the dad used to sell a lot of Manchurian elm for windbreaks right across Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. you know, for farms and that. And there's lots of pictures of that truck with with Manchurian elms f- from harvesting in the fields, piled up higher than the cab, and just you know, ropes. They used to put hockey sticks, you know, those those rolled rails on the side. Uh huh. Well, uh-huh. there was no tie downs in those trucks in those days, so they used to stick a piece of hockey stick into the end of those rolls in the end rules and then that's where you tied your string over and you cross-stringed it to hold all the plants onto the truck isn't that funny yeah so this thing was an everything truck but as time wore on it became just a work truck yeah, right? right i mean you're like you said your parents probably got a car and and things like that right yeah. so then it then it was at the garden center yeah the garden center into the 60s and 70s yeah until 1979 when it retired so because we used to bring all our plants to the forestry farm we had the old pfra root cellars Okay. And that's where we had all, my dad was the first one to really start growing on the prairies, plants in pots. But the problem with our, in, in our climate is that you couldn't leave them in pots for the wintertime above ground. Right. So we used to put them in the back of the, in the back of the, tr- that truck in the old Merc. And we used to back down the ramp. It's a really steep ramp to get down into the cellar because it was near, the trucks were small enough. They could fit into the ramp. Right. And so we used to pile the, take them from the garden center, go to the forest farm, drive them down. And then every in the spring, we'd go pick the plants up again. So this GMC did work like that to yeah. 1978. Se- 78, 79. 79. Yeah. And now at that point, you were like 18, 19 years yeah, old. I, I graduated high school in 78 and I said, I'm keeping that truck. What, what what did it look like by 1978? It was beat up, <laughs> pretty bad. Oh yeah, it was pretty bad. There's lots of dents in the in the, in, in the in the truck itself, and um, um, so yeah, no, I, I I called my dad on that quite often. He was a bad driver. <laughs> so, He'd stop when he bumped something. There's, there's there's pictures from the from the 50s and 60s, and I said, Dad, uh, what were all those dents in the fenders for? <laughs> 
<laughs> but a lot of it was from driving down into that root cellar because it was slippery and sometimes and you used to go down there and sometimes you didn't stop until you hit a wall at the bottom so <laughs> oh my god! because <laughs> you had a full load of plants right yeah so, and it couldn't stop slippery yeah. little, little Slip- narrow tires yeah, on it because always in the fall or early spring right and so it was slippery oh my gosh that's hilarious yep. <laughs> so it, it after it you know did all this hard work you've yep like you said, you told me you'd, you'd fill it up with dirt and bang your shovels on the side of the all box. The, all and the time. We used to go haul to put plant, the plants the, the plants in pots. We used to use topsoil from the fields. So we didn't have a front end loader back there. So you drove out in the fields and you you dug from the fields. You threw it into the back of the truck. You took it back to the garden center and you shoveled it back out into a pile. So, <laughs> yeah, we used to do that all the time. And I bet you this thing got stuck a time or two as well. Oh, yeah. No, right? Yeah. I mean... Money yeah. fields in the spring yeah, and the, the yank- be- to be honest, the best truck for the fields was that old '57 Merc. Oh, really? That thing never used to get skinny tires on that thing, and it had a four in the floor shifter. That thing used to go through the mud like, like crazy. Like it was amazing. This GMC had a six cylinder. Yep. And a three on the tree yes. manual transmission. Yeah. Right. A heater. Yeah, it had a heater in it. No radio, or did it uh, have a radio? No, didn't have a radio in it. That was, that was about it. Yep. No, <laughs> no radio and no air conditioning, just roll down the windows. So beat up truck. And yep. by 1978, 79, yep. what, what happens to it? Where does it go? Well, then, it, then I started, uh, I decided I wanted to fix it up and I started fixing it up myself and I basically brought it to a local welding shop and I got him to, I got an old Chevy Nova clip I took out and I got him to weld in the Chevy Nova clip and then also the the mounts to put a, a 350 Chevy <laughs> engine into it. Oh, really? And so I put a 350 Chevy engine in it and I started building it and building it. And then, of course, I got married when I was 19. So then other things came priority than building mm-hmm, a truck, right? Mm-hmm. So I got fairly quickly after high school, I got married and we started having kids. That time I was 23, I had three kids already. So, Holy cow. So, uh, so yeah, so it sort of sat on the side burners for for a while. And did it get pushed into the bush yeah. or... Pushed, pushed in the bush or just left outside or whatever. It wasn't parked inside at all. No. At that time, there's no room for to put it inside. So it was just sort of left outside and, and uh, yeah, sort of sat there. And then then I, then I decided, a, f- a friend of mine just, and I decided we were working with a youth group and there was a bunch of the, the kids that were sort of, we wanted a different project for them to do. So mm-hmm. we thought, you know, building a truck would be kind of an interesting project. So I said, I got a perfect truck for that. And so then we started working on, every Thursday night, we started working with these seven, eight, nine boys, high school boys working on this truck. And, and so we, this is like, by this is kind of the 90s when you started yep, doing this, exactly. right? Exactly. So we worked on it for about two years or so, just every Thursday night, when we could. And some, sometimes we had to skip some time in the summertime and that kind of stuff. But what, was, what was the plan to do with it? Like, what, was, what, were, you, what were you building out of it? You're putting that 350, was it yep. still in there? Yeah, the 350. Well, actually, no, we, we, the 350 we threw out and we put a 327 into it then. Okay. And then we, so we kept going with that. And but, we, it, but it had its original, or that had that clip on the front, front but the rest of the frame was... The frame was still the regular frame. Yeah. And then we put a Ford rear end into it, and uh, and so we got everything going that way, and so we started, you know, we did our own body work and everything else, and they put the engine together. We had everything together, and then pretty much had everything ready to go, had the truck painted and everything else, and then all of a sudden, uh, we went to go fired up, and... I was working underneath to work on the starter, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we were trying to fire it up, and um, and then uh, one of the boys took, uh, we said, put some fuel into the carburetor, and he took a five-gallon jerry can rather than just a little squirt bottle, and he poured some fuel into that. Well, it backfired, and then lit the jerry can on like a Molotail cocktail. Oh, no. And uh, so then... So he tossed he it? tossed it, 
And then, so that basically put the whole garage on fire because underneath the bench, there were some two boxes of kerosene. Oh and so it caught those on fire right away. And so we, the boys are all, you know, what do we do? What do we do? And says, well, just everybody get out of the garage. Cause it was a single car garage we were working on. And then, uh, I just, we grabbed another truck and we tried to hook a chain to it and just drag it out. But the doors were open and it all flew open. And, uh, cause when we're trying to sort of steered and the doors got caught on the door. And then by that time, the whole building was fully engulfed. And so we just, we stood outside. I said, boys, just leave it. It's not worth it. And so we all stood outside and the boys were just crying basically oh watching gosh. this whole garage burn. Like there was in the morning, there was just sticks. There was no wood left in this garage. There was, it was just the truck and you could see some other stuff piles of everybody's ashes. Wow. And all the lead melted out of the edge, out of the joints and the metal and everything. So it was a, just mo- a charred The motor, frame. the motor, the top end of the motor was, a, was a melted blob. Cause it's aluminum. Yeah. It was melted blob. It was, that's what it is. Oh, holy cow. So we took that truck. I had a tow truck haul it over to my acreage and we put it into the other garage there. And I had the other boys, I had the boys all come together and um, we said, we all stood in front of the truck. I got pictures of that, of, of us all standing in front of this truck. And I said, boys, you know, life throws you curves, right? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and no sometimes kidding. you hit bottom and you have to pick yourself up and keep going. That night we tore that truck down to the frame. We took it. Took <laughs> it was the motor probably out, still warm. <laughs> took, tore it right down to the frame. Everything off, the cab off, everything, everything off. And then we started right from scratch. And we started, uh, we sanded, we sandblasted down the frame right down to the bare metal again, and repainted it. And we got the truck right back up again. And and, uh, and then two years later, basically, it was almost two years later that um, most of the boys had graduated high school and that. So yeah. it was sort of, we never really finished it. You know, because it was this thing we only worked on every Thursday nights type of thing. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. And so we never really finished it. And it sat in my garage for many years until basically 2019. Well, that was when it was done, but it was probably 2017 when you started working on it? Uh, no, it had been, no, we just, no, it was 2000, 2000, sorry, 2019. It March, finished. March 2019 was finished. So we started in, in September of 18. Oh my gosh, that quick. Yes. It was done that fast. And then we totally went in another direction. Like we basically, I bought a custom frame for it. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. so So it was it was kind of not finished, but sitting yep. there. Yep. Was the was it re- was it actually painted at that point? Well, the, yeah, the cab? I, I took it to a guy that helped me put it together, uh, Alvin Jensen. He, we basically looked at the, at, the, at the vehicle and we said, okay, this is what needs to be done in the motor. Now we're going to put this kind of motor in here is, you know, the old C channel frame, right? Yep. Is it going to really, you know, what are you going to really want? And so then we said, okay, well, then I started looking at frames and that kind of stuff. So I ordered a frame out from uh, Canadian Hot Rods out in British Columbia. And so that came in and with the, and then we got a, a motor, an LS1 uh, 5.3 for it. And that came out of a, like a truck, right? It came out of a truck, yep. It was a, it was a pre-owned Yep, it was a pre-owned engine in there, and so we got that all put together, and uh, and then we started started. My son wanted okay, let's put a Fitech uh, fuel injection into it and computer and everything else, <laughs> yeah. and, and then it just started. You know how things happen like that. It just <laughs> snowball. Started, it kind of snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> and say, so, okay, that sounds like a good idea. No, that sounds fun. That sounds really good, and and so then it just started. And then of course, what really sort of should backtrack a little bit. My my dad at his church had a a, a man that, that was there. His name was um, his name was um, Ken Peters. Okay. And Ken Peters was the owner of K and M 
in Martinsville. Yeah, right? which He's, is a body shop. K&M was Ken and Mary, right? Mm-hmm. That was Ken and Mary's body shop, auto body. And so him, him and my father conspired together and said, <laughs> you know what? We need to get that truck finished because it's 65th anniversary is coming up in 2019. The spring yeah, of 2019. 60, 65 years so the, of Dutch growers the, and, the, and the, truck. the truck. So they said, okay, let's get it done. So Ken uh, with, had a friend with Alvin Jansen and uh, has a shop just outside Saskatoon. He just works on classic cars. A great, yep. great person. And, um, and so the two of them got, and Ken did all the body work and they had the, the K&M paint shop do the paint so on it. when you took the truck over to yep. see Alvin and to see yep. Ken and stuff, I mean, it, it was not running yet. Nope. Or not running at all, nope. right? It had its old frame underneath old of it. Old frame underneath it. It was, it, what was the box? Was the box the original box? No, you, it was, no, it was no, already. It was just the, the box was, well, it was kind of the original box, but, um, uh, I already had pretty bought fenders for it, for the truck, for new fenders and that kind of stuff, but I hadn't had the box. So I ordered the end up ordering the box because I wasn't thinking about that part. I just want to get the mechanical and the other part done first, right? Right. right. So, so, so then, they, they stripped the cab off yeah. of its old frame. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we basically cleaned up the cab, took it over to Ken's shop, uh, Ken's acreage and where he cleaned up the body and everything else. But there was even some issues. You would tell me at one time with getting the dashboard to fit properly, right? Well, the dashboard, the whole problem is I had some other plans when I was a lot younger about how I wanted the interior of the cab look. Okay. And so we kind of remolded the, the front cab and the, the body work wasn't that great. <laughs> so, and Ken, Ken pointed out, he says, you know what? Uh, no, we're not going to be able to do this uh, on this on this." this was this was a bad job and so <laughs> and so and so i ended up going online and i basically found found a brand new uh dashboard wow and so he welded it back into place again took the old one out because i said i i had a donor truck i could have taken one out but i thought okay the hours in order to get a donor one fixed rather than just buying a new one was cheaper it's like nowadays all cars right they don't they don't fix a lot of things they just, just put new replace parts in, yeah that's right right it's, it was way cheaper just to just to get a new part and so we put the new dash into it and I bought all the new dash uh, chrome and everything else for it right, at right. the same time. And Well, I mean, because it went through a fire. So a lot of uh, this, the yeah. original stuff was just gone. A lot of right? stuff was gone, yeah. So, so was, what's what's left of the original truck? The the cab. The cab itself, the doors. Yep, the doors, the front fenders, the yeah. hood, and all the emblems. But that that fire did have an effect a little bit on that hood, didn't? Wasn't that a tricky spot getting well, that to fit? There is, the the, the, the hood does, on the one on the one passenger side, it doesn't quite fit and to do a lot of work on it it just didn't make sense to you know you don't really notice that that it doesn't fit quite the way it should but you know what those trucks never no if you ever look at any of those old trucks the the doors they never i don't think they made one door the same shape as the other door well, the thing is, they used that press, yep. and as the stamp wore, yep, exactly. the chain, the metal, the shape of the of the of the, the product yep. started to change a little bit over time, right? Yep. So you might get door one door on the yep. right that was number three hundred, and yep. you might get one door on the left that was number three thousand. Exactly, and you know nothing was ever exactly e- fit right. Exactly, and so it's... it was it was made by hu- people. Yep. Totally, you know, I mean, with some help of some machinery, but it wasn't laser cut by a computer like the stuff no, is now, no, not at all. Yeah. So, so, and the one thing that's interesting that I sort of, I found that out from another fellow that, that knew a lot of history about these trucks is that the GMC truck, he said, well, the unique thing about them is they were made out in Ontario. 
right? Chevy was made. Chevy was made mostly down in the States. Right. I mean, there's some made in Ontario too, but a lot of them are made down in the States. And they look similar. They look similar. Yeah. Right. They're, they're the grill's s- different. Right. Okay. Right? The grill's different. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he said, but the ones in, on, made in Ontario, at that point in time, the, they, when they took real metal, <laughs> right? Not, not recycled junk, but, but yeah. They took a real metal. So a lot of them, iron ore they took, would still had things like the, the um, stainless steel and all the different alloys in it, right? Mm-hmm. That's why you'll see, like, my truck, I never had to replace. My, my cab corners were perfect. Right. They weren't rusted out or anything, right? The fenders had some dents in it we had to fix up, but there was no real rust in, in this truck. And so that's why when we looked at it, he said, no, we can, we can use this whole body because it's, it's in good shape. Like it's. Well, and it's not for, um, not because you treated it so well either. Right. Not because we treated it well. <laughs> it, it, it got abused. Yeah. Like it got, yeah, you see some old pictures in the fifties and sixties. This truck had a lot of dents. In fact, there's some pictures I have that, uh, that have some, I know my dad must've taken off the door handles often because there's some different door handles, the old swing door handles he had on one of the pictures. <laughs> yeah. I said, where did that come from? And he says, oh, I don't remember. <laughs> he says to you. <laughs> so he, somebody broke the door handle and yeah. he got one that yeah. worked. Because right now mine's a push button type and that sure. was the real type. But he, for, for some pictures, he had a little swing handle on it and it's the same truck. So, Well, who knows? I mean, yeah, yeah. things got broken. Things got, had to get fixed and yep. swapped and, yep. they, you know, whatever parts that, that, that they could yep. get. Or exactly. That's what went in there. That's what went in there. You know, that's just how it, how it works. So yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Okay, Rick, so take me through, you know, the, the steps of this build, because, you know, here's this old truck. It's, you know, in, in pieces, not a running vehicle, yep. but, you know, it was time to, to redo it. And like you said, your dad conspired to have yep. it painted and all this stuff. Yeah, so so what was the first step? You took it to where? Okay, well, first of all, first of all, Ken came over and took a look at it and he says, okay, yeah, no, we, you know, there's a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so... And so then we, we said, okay, well, then we, then we got it hauled over to, to Alvin's place. And then Alvin started l- taking it apart and looking at it and checking, out, checking the engine to see what shape it was in and, and all that kind of stuff. And then, and then looking at the clip and, and the rear end and how it lined on the old frame and everything else. And he says, you know what, um, I, I, what, do you, what do you want to do? <laughs> yeah. Bottom line is that what do you, where do you, how do you want this to look at? And so it says, well, what do you think of what we got? And he says, well, this is not going to work, what we got. Oh, really? So he says with the old C-channel frame and everything else, yeah, it'd be okay, but you're still going to have an old truck and, and some new components into it. Right. So he says, for what I think what you want to do here, there has to be more. So then, so we just stopped the project right there. And then I went and, on the, went and looked for a frame, and I found a frame out in BC, and I had that. My, my son was out in BC, so he went and took a look at it, and he said, and he... He basically, he was on one of his skidooing trips and he brought it back to Saskatoon with a bunch of his buddies. Now, it, it's a custom-made frame for that truck. For that truck, yes. Now, I mean, somebody else can go and buy one just like it, but they that company basically makes yep. this frame. But it uses some components from Corvette stuff, right? Yep. It has the, the, the old C, C4, I think it's C4, yeah, the, the front, cl- the clips in the so front. So it's a transverse spring. It, yeah, the spring the, goes across the front. Right, for, from so that side to side. You don't get the rolling, like the truck just... It's tight. Like when you turn, you know, you turn the corner of the old truck, you used to sort of hang on to the seat as you, as you, as you turn the corner, right? As you start rolling a little bit, especially if you've got any speed, this truck just hugs the ground. So 
and and then it, it also has everything integrated into that frame. Yeah, all all the fuel lines, the electrical lines, and everything is brake is lines. Brake lines, everything's integrated into the right into the uh, frame. So it's pretty. It's pretty pretty when you like, yeah, look on the underside a, of it. It's a solid box frame too, right? So it's. Uh, and it can it can handle the the, the LS one. It's, it's made for that for that power. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, a Dana forty four in the rear end. Right, yeah. I think it was a two seventy three. Yeah. You know, gearing, but yeah. modern transmission in there as well. Yeah. So uh, you found the the chassis of this. Found the thing. chassis that was number one. Had it brought in. Yep, and then I had another friend of mine that had, actually had an LS. He had a whole bunch of LS LS one motors, and so he had he had. He had basically took one apart and he, for, for this project. He, he was actually what's interesting, the guy who got the LS1 motor from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was one of those was one of those young lads that would help me build the tr- from the from the youth group. They helped me build the truck. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that's so pretty cool. It, it was pretty cool. Like, yeah. I thought that's why that's why I was so interested in that engine for because he was the one that worked on the engine. He was one of the original guys that helped me put it together. Well, that's pretty neat. So. Um, and so um, yeah, Nathan Fair is his name. Okay. So, yeah. And so it was fun. So you start yeah. assembling kind of parts. In the yep. meantime, Alvin's taking this thing, you know. And I had some parts already assembled together. Like I had some old fenders put together. Uh, so I had some okay. old, not fenders. I had new fenders I bought from Scott's Trucks out in, out in uh, I think they're out in Red Deer, right close to Red Deer. Okay. And so I already bought some back fenders for it, but I didn't have a box for it yet and that kind of stuff. Because I was going to use my old panels yet and sort of just fix them up. But then I said, no, I'm not going to do that because they were pretty beat up too. And and when when did you make the decision kind of what you wanted? Like, because I know a lot of people do kind of, you know, rat rod sort of stuff. Yeah. What, what, you know, where where were you in this sort of thought process? I mean, it ended up being a, a shiny, yeah. chromed up, beautiful truck. Did you always want that outcome? When When that outcome came? When it came rolled out of the truck at the Dragons Show in 2019, that, <laughs> that's when you that's knew what when you knew what it was going to look like. Okay, <laughs> so you because it was it was a moving target. It was. It was a moving target. You you weren't quite sure what you were nope. going to end up with or exactly what nope. you wanted as nope. you were going through it. When but. I got unloaded the truck because I hadn't seen it for because I was busy at the garden center and that, so I hadn't seen it at the last two weeks basically. And my son and Alvin brought it to in a covered uh, uh, a covered uh, cargo trailer. Yeah, and uh, on. Backed it, rolled it out of the back of the out of, out of the trailer, and I, Elvin said he saw tears in my eyes. <laughs> so, because so, that was a, it was a dream come true. No I mean, kidding, it was it was a dream come true. So uh, now that's not the end of the story, though. I mean, you've you've kind of got some parts put together. Yep. And then the engine came, went in the chassis. In the chassis. Yep. So Alvin was kind of working on that while body panels and stuff yep. went over to. To, well, first of all, the body panels went over to uh, Ken Peters' yeah, Ken. Uh, acreage and where he had a shop there, beautiful shop that he has on his acreage. And uh, so he was working on it there, and then he brought the parts back again to um, to Alvin to assemble. And then he was there helping him assemble all the parts as well. Now the Because everything was painted separately, right? All the parts, right. you just don't put it all together and paint it. No. All the parts were painted independently and then fit it together. The cabs, the doors, yep. everything, the box, yep. box, everything. everything, side steps, all that, yep. all that, that stuff. Yep. Um, then the interior came together. Yeah. Right. Some custom, not custom seats, but they're out of what? An avalanche? They're an old avalanche and 05 avalanche. And then I found some, uh, started searching in those old, I, I recently got an avalanche seats because I had, it used to have an avalanche. And an 05, actually 05 Avalanche, and I just love the seats. I have it's comfortable, very the most comfortable seats I've ever had. So, and uh, so I decided, okay, well, I went to Amigos actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I found some, I got some old, uh, some old seats that were still working and everything that else. Powered, the power, power seats, seats yep. everything else are still working. 
and then I took it over to uh, Braithway. They were the they were the distributors for Catskins, mm-hmm. which is a co- it's basically like a it's almost like a seat cover cover that just you tear off the, you rip off the old ones and just this one just goes back right over top of it. Yep. And I had it. You could customize your stitching and everything else. I had a stitched orange, same color as the truck, and uh, they were brought in and Braithway. I took the seats to them and they put it all together and. And we took it over to Alvin and we popped him in. Now, Alvin's done some other cool stuff with, with sort of interior pieces. Yes. Like, for example, we, it, you'll see this in the video, but, you know, it's got power windows put into it. You, you took the little vent windows out of the out, doors, yep. right? Yep. That had, you had them removed and put a solid glass window in there. Yep. And but then... We, we were able to use still the old handles from yeah. the old truck still. And because there's a switches you can buy that you can integrate those old handles to make it, instead of rolling it all the way around Crank, cranking you it just yeah. give it a little little push down and that that's your that's your little button for the windows right and it uses the kind of the original style door handles that's right but they're not uh it's not connected with uh you know a nope. cable or something inside yeah. it's uh they're hooked up to electrical actuators which pop the door open yeah yeah and so then i have a remote to lock the door and everything else as well and it's it's so we had to change the hinges from the hinges used to be on the door, like the clamp used to be on the door itself. Now we changed it over to the, to the, uh, to the, to the post, right? Right. And so, yeah, we had to change it around a bit. And so, so that, that's, that's pretty customized yep. actually, you yep. know, and you, you don't realize it cause it's so well done when you see the truck, yep. you don't look, pick up on those things, you don't pick up on those kind but of things. they're actually big modifications. Yeah. It's got vintage air in vintage it. Air, yeah. Right. Uh, vintage air I had bought like a long time ago to put in the original truck. So I still had all the parts. I still had all the cabling to uh, to fit that old fifty three truck. It looks just right on the dashboard. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have you have vents for the air conditioning mounted kind of underneath the dashboard, yeah. so you didn't cut holes into the dash yeah. to change that My sort old, of stuff. The old bit, the old one had holes cut into it. <laughs> That's why we got rid of all that for her. And gotcha. So went back to just more nice classic looking. Inside. And the instrument cluster is yes. uh, Dakota Digital. Yeah. And it's uh you you can order them online but you have to get a special order to get them into kilometers cuz most of them are miles per hour, right? Right. Yeah. So I had them made and So it's, it's a Canadian built GMC truck so why yeah. and it runs in yeah. Canada, so exactly. why not have it in kilometers an hour, exactly. right? That's pretty neat. Yep. And it it integrates with the electronic ECU from the from the engine. Exactly. Just easy, yep. right? Yeah, it all works in, from the transmission, everything and tells me what gear it's in and you know all that kind of stuff. So it's all yeah, it all, it even tells me, it even, even on tells me the instrument and uh, my zero to 60 miles an hour, how quick it is. And all this stuff. So, <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, and then, uh, the center console is, is pretty neat in this because you kind of extended the dashboard in the middle down yeah. with some custom work yes. and you've got a stereo mounted in there and then yeah. kind of cup holders on the floor yeah. and wrapped in leather and, and stitched with the Dutch growers, uh, yeah, logo, logo yeah. which is a windmill all embroidered into, embroidered it. into yeah. it, you yeah. know, who, who did all that work? Yeah, that, that was, again, it was, um, that one was done by Alvin and his wife did wow. all, all the work and, and actually the stitching, the embroidery stitching, that was, I was surprised. I didn't even know that was happening. Oh, really? Yeah. All of a sudden, Ken Peters, I think it was his niece or something like that, that knew how to do all that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden I come to, to, to inspect the, the vehicle, how it was coming. And I opened the door, they, they kind of were watching me and I, Oh, look at that. <laughs> so that was a neat touch. It was just, per, it was actually a perfect touch actually. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, uh, as this was all kind of getting completed and you know, you and I, uh, I guess here's the thing is we, we talked about in the beginning of this podcast, but I, I worked for you when I was 16, yep. 17, I went and did a radio career and then came back to Saskatoon and, and we got together again because we were 
the the co-hosts of Garden Talk. Garden Talk, yes. Which you still do uh, yes. on 650 CKOM. So we did that for like, I think I think you and I did it for at least eight years. Yeah, something so, like yeah. that. It was yeah. about, about that I've long. I've been in Garden Talk for about 18 years. I think uh, eight years of that. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, and then uh, a little, you know, more recently, I've worked for you at, at Dutch Growers as well yep. uh, before I started doing the J. Thomas Auto stuff. Um, but I, I got to kind of hear, you know, every week as we were doing Garden Talk, yep. You were kind of showing me the next little updates, little and updates. pictures of this yeah. and, and Hey, what do you think of that? And which, you know, we were looking at steering wheels and which one should go in and you know, all kinds of that fun stuff it was pretty neat, but it was, at- it was pretty interesting because you know, from, from really from basically from September, almost October before the frame came mm-hmm. to get it done for the dragon show in March. It was, it was pretty incredible. That was a, that's a fast build. Yeah, that's a fast build. And considering too, how, how, you know, it's, it wasn't, Starting from scratch, and 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 it wasn't a rush job in terms of there yep. was no corners cut, is what I mean. You know, yep. like it no. was just so well done. Yeah. So, um, and and that would have been because you made it into two dragons, two dragon shows, right? Or it was just one? Just one. Just one. Yeah, because then COVID came when the second one was going to happen, and then so I went into a virtual dragons one this last year. Right. 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 Yeah. So uh, the car, the truck shows up, dragons show. Yes. And it rolls off the trailer, and that's the first time you've seen it kind yeah. of all complete. Yeah, and my eyes were watering. I have to admit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because did you learn how to drive in this truck? I when I was nine years old. <laughs> nine. <laughs> I drove this truck. It was hard because I had to reach down. Because if you know the old truck, it had a it had a starter pedal. Okay, like a pedal, and it was like a push button on the, on the floor. Right. Like it's pretty tall, but you had to put your your basically your toe on your your baby toe and your pad half of the foot on on the on the starter. Yeah. And you had to have your heel onto the gas pedal, right? And also had a choke on it as well, right? So right, a manual choke. Manual choke. But you had to pump it, and you had to hit, hit you know, sort of give it gas and press the starter. Everybody who drives a truck knows that that's the way you started them. And so that was interesting. And and then you had to reach the clutch, obviously, to do the three in the tree, right? Yeah, and you were nine years old. I was nine years old. <laughs> did the did the seat even move back then? It was did a bench seat, and did the, it slide? the fuel tank was behind the seat, right? Oh my gosh, trucks. yeah, in the cab, right? In the cab, yep. I mean, you filled it from the outside, but it yep. sat sloshing sat behind you. Right behind you. So I guess, you know, as, as you, it comes off the truck, pretty big surprise when it was there. But oh, yeah. you guys had a great, this is the Dragon Show. You yep. guys had a, a great display. Well, we put a display because it was, you know, it was the 65th anniversary of Dutch Growers as well. So we put a display with a bunch of, whole bunch of plants in there and a wheelbarrow because, you know, the truck was a landscaping truck originally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So wheelbarrow and a bunch of different things like that. So... Uh, and water fountain and different things like that in there. So it made it look like, you know, here's the Dutch Grower's original truck and all what it did is work for plants. That's right. Yep. The great thing is that your your mom and dad are still around yep. as we're talking right now. Yep. But when the Dragon Show happened, your dad was able to come down. Well, he was and... sitting with the truck. He just had a beam on his face. And so, uh, of, course, of course, CTV and those kind of guys, they all caught on to that, you know, what was going on with yep. his truck. Yeah. And just the story because... There's a lot of builds out there, but a lot of times you don't get the whole story behind the builds. You well, know? and you almost never certainly, at, you know, meet, meet, meet the, the original, original owner. Original owners, right? Yeah, and very, the very rare. Truck. And, and, and the story about him buying the truck, right? And and not being able to drive and all those kind of things. And, and what they did with the truck was pretty cool. And so there's a whole history. So that made that story, which, you know, you know, CTV put a whole thing on the news and everything else about the dragons and t- interviewed my dad and my mom. And it was funny because the... Uh, the um, um, when my mom came up to look at the truck, it was kind of neat because it kind of did the big reveal for them there too, right? Y- yeah. And so, and so my mom, she just runs up to the truck. She, you know, 
she's 91 years old now, right now, right now, but those <laughs> yeah. few years come back. So she runs the trucks, she jumps into, she says, this is a lot lower than this is a lot easier to get into than I even remember, <laughs> she says. <laughs> and so it was fun. It was fun to see them and, uh, and to, and to be able to enjoy the truck and to be able to see that it's finished. Well, and, and then, I mean, how many times did your dad tell that story of, of how he got it, you know, oh, throughout that weekend? So many times. Yeah. Right. So many times. That's, a, that's the greatest thing about the Dragons yeah. car show is that, you know, yeah. you get together with a bunch of car people, but then you have everybody coming through to see everything, see everything you yeah. know, and he just told the story and told, told the, the story, story and, told you know, the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So yeah. now, uh, here we are in 2021 and, yep. and the Dutch growers truck, the 53 GMC makes yep. its way onto the front lawn of Dutch growers yep. every, you know, throughout the summer, throughout the summer and the spring, especially. Yeah. So then, uh, this year was kind of weird because, you know, still COVID is issues and, and I have, I've been building a new acreage and so I had a lot of things going on there. So yep. I didn't, didn't get out to the garden center as much as I wanted to this year because I was having to have a, my other truck, you know, a bigger truck to haul product back to the, <laughs> for landscaping. So I couldn't, I couldn't start throwing dirt in the back no. of the old 53 again. No, because you have, you've got hardwood floors in the back of the 53. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. It's not going to, it's not going to do any more work, yeah, right? No, I had. It's the, in retirement. It's in retirement. So it's, it's, <laughs> but it's still driven. Like yeah. even, even, even today when you had the truck out there, there's, the front's covered with bugs. <laughs> so, because, yeah, because when you're driving on the highway, you're going to catch bugs, right? That's right. So and it's, it, it's, a, it's a driver. And this is the truck that, you know, I'm, I, yeah. hope to, I hope that you guys get to do some road trips in this, you know, yeah. because it's it's set up for that, right? Yeah. It's a modern powertrain. It's good to go, comfortable seats, cruise yeah. control, right? Exactly. It's yeah, all there. It's all so. There. It's uh, it's going to be a fun truck for and, years and it's to come. Not a regular cruise control. Remember, the it did have an original cruise control on the back <laughs> in '53, right? It was called. It was the they had a choke with a big C on it, and then above it had a, another knob with a T on it, right? Which was the throttle. So you just pulled the throttle out, and that was your cruise control. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. That's right. Except you had to hit your hand on it to turn it off again. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> couldn't no, just touch the brake. No, that's right. A little different. <laughs> a, little a little different. different. Now, uh, you know. Luke, your son played a part in, in getting everything, you know, yep. put together and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and you've got some grandkids too. Have they showed an interest in the truck just yet? Oh yeah. What do they, they think? Yeah. They, they love the truck. And so they, they love to drive in it and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. My son had a lot of, he's the one that really got, got going in the Phytech part of it and putting it all together for the fuel injection and all that kind of stuff. And so. And also, also the stereo, you know. Yeah, of course. He wanted to do the stereo and that kind of stuff. That's so. totally Luke's touch, yeah. <laughs> That's Luke's touch. Knowing but, him, yeah. But yeah, he was, Elvin enjoyed having Luke back in town to help him with that part, with the whole fuel injection, that kind of stuff, because that wasn't his really forte on that part of it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Luke helped him with some of that part. And so that was, um, it was good. It was, um, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun and it was good to see the whole, the family do parts of it, right? Yeah, no kidding. No kidding to be involved like that. Yeah. And I guess the thing is going forward now, it, it's going to be kind of a, a part of Dutch growers history. And yeah. as as the garden center continues, you know, it's going to stick along with it, right? Yeah. And you walk in the garden center, you'll see inside, inside the windmill, you see some murals painting, big pictures of painted on. You'll see that old truck back in the 50s when it was hauling plants. You'll see pictures of that <laughs> truck actually in its original state back in the 50s uh, on the walls. So. What, whatever happened to the rest of the fleet? Like there was that 57. Somebody bought it and wanted to re- refurbish it as well. Yeah. And so I wasn't even thinking anybody. I wish, I wish I would have kept that truck now. Mm-hmm. I don't know I think mm-hmm. about it. But uh, that was a good old truck. But it it, it didn't, the, it was getting pretty, it had a lot of cancer, that truck. Oh, yeah. Uh, it wasn't as good a metal as, as the old GMC was. The, like I said, that truck around the fenders all rusted and everything else. But well, uh, went through a fire too. 
right? Yeah. I mean, it went through so, a, it did it went through all those years of, of yeah. service. It went, you know yeah, sat it, in the rain, it, it, and then it went through a whole fire, and yeah. it, the cab is yeah. still good. It's still good, you so, know, on this one. So yeah, but yeah, no, it's um, but it was it was um, it went through. And then we started getting bigger trucks, you know, like one ton trucks and that kind of stuff, and so and some dump trucks and things yeah, like and that. Dump trucks. So once we got into the into '79, then the truck wasn't um, wasn't used for that purpose anymore and it was you know the other trucks did a lot quicker job of what that thing could do right because it's such a small box on it obviously sure right so uh and the only thing that i wish that I, that truck had out of anything jay yeah i wish it had that fifth window on the corners those oh corner yeah windows those corner windows i were see why neat. they put them in there after a while because that's one thing when i'm driving and you're shoulder checking <laughs> you pretty much got to put the window down to shoulder check <laughs> Because you just you can't see out that corner. It's a, it's no. a blind spot on the driver's side. So. And the, the back window is just isn't big enough. It's not big to enough. see behind and it. And I see why they put that fifth window in there four <laughs> on the corners because it was just a safety factor. That's what it was. Those corner windows. And yeah. So yeah, because yeah. I basically roll down the windows if I'm going down the freeway and I want to change lanes, I'm rolling the window down. <laughs> but you know, on one, on one the other hand, it's cool that it's still the original cabin and, yep. and the way it was. That's so right. that's it's, pretty neat. That makes a lot of fun and still turns a lot of heads. So it's it's just a fun truck to. It's a fun truck to drive. Well, if you want to see more about this truck, go to jthomasauto.ca. Check out the video I shot with uh, Rick and with uh, Ari and Audrey, the original owners of this thing. You can see kind of what we're all talking about, and it's a pretty amazing car. Uh, Rick, thanks for sh- joining me and sharing the story of this uh, this important truck with me. Thanks, Jay. It's fun. Yeah. Well, and thank you for listening to Bald Tires, a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Of course, when you make great memories, you make bald tires. Catch you next time.